I just want to make clear, um, as part of my Jocko ideology, um, I don't really give a shit about my resume or my continued presence on the Senate or um, anything that the university could um, try and use against me, including disenrolling me. I'm here to cause trouble and <laughs> the more chaos, the better. So it'll just be a fade in. Okay. Maybe, maybe Gotham's reckoning. If not, um, viewer, just imagine that Gotham's Reckoning is playing right now. Because yes, the soundtrack to Bane. When Bane is giving the speech in front of our Blackgate prison, imagine that music's playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sick. Do you want to like just do an impression of how it sounds? Like, let me just play it on my phone. Just do an impression of it, so just in case we can't get the rights. Okay, like... Wait, fuck, I... Can I just, okay, I need to listen to it yeah. first, and then I'll do an impression. It's really good, though. Yeah. So I think we will get the rights. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> who's going to fucking stop us? Welcome to Flourish, the Semper podcast is devoted to Queensland student politics, particularly at the University of Queensland. Uh, my name is Rowan Evans. I'm Maddie Taylor. I'm Samuel Googie. And this episode, we talk to Drew Pavlou, who this year may well have run the most successful Senate campaign of all time. In living memory, he absolutely clapped previous Senator Zach Thomas's vote t- total, despite Drew not being formally backed by any political party. Guys, uh, we're recording in uh, exam period. Uh, the exams are finally here. How are you guys going with your assessment? Everything's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> the look on it's, your face says otherwise. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm not really going through assessment right now because ah. uh, I just do research. So interesting. Uh, no exams, no assignments. Yeah, fuck you, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I had an assessment. I only had one piece of assessment. It was due uh, last week, um, oh, and I submitted it. Suck. Yeah, so it was like we had to submit like both a video and like a document, a PDF, uh, and so I just thinking through it thought well the best way to submit this is to just zip it uh, as a zip file and send it that way Uh Uh, but my lecturer apparently isn't aware of what zipping is or maybe didn't want to have all these videos on their computer so they wanted everybody to upload it to like this special UQ website uh, that hosts videos or something like this what? and I just like I just uh, tried using it it got to about like 10% uh, after like 5 minutes and then just like died um, so I just sent it in the zip folder uh, and hopefully that's good enough yeah well so that was last week this week I found it that I'd received an email the day after I'd sent it saying Rowan this didn't work uh, please send again using the thing and I was just like no <laughs> uh, I sent back the email just being politely explaining that um, it wasn't working you- yeah, it wasn't working out. Here is how you open a zip file. Uh, and then they, they messaged me saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I've, I've managed to find a program that can oh. uh, use this file, file format that you have sent me. Uh, oh, wonderful. This so, poor was, man. Yeah, was you put him through... So, oh, this poor woman, you put yeah, her through so much. I'm sorry, I thought you said he before. Uh, anyway. So, um, anyway, so uh, that was my little story. Uh, Let's uh, yeah. dive into it. So we are talking to Drew Pavlo today. Let's... Much anticipated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear how Googie transitions into that interview. <laughs> 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 
Delighted to be joined today by a virgin protester who is the chatty son of Greek immigrants, Drew Pablo. Welcome to Flourish. Thank you, Rowan, for having me. It's a great honour. Yeah. Uh, for, for so long, we um, we were known as the shitposting duo of correct. UQ. Yeah. And now we have positions that the university administration have to um, listen to us, correct. which is really funny. Yeah, we started at the bottom and we managed to get even lower. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, you already had a position when we became friends. You That's were already true. the Semper editor. Yeah. I but I had no position. I was just, yeah. I was just like sidekick. Just shitposting. Yeah, just shitposting sidekick of Rowan. And yeah. then now I have a position where yeah. Peter Hoy has to listen to me, which is so funny, to be yes. honest. So, what is your Epic. position? Uh, I have been elected to the university senate, which is the board of the university that governs the university. Incredible. Epic. How many people are on there? Uh, there are 25. There's yeah. only one elected undergraduate student, and that was me. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Just the, the hacks were crying and seething and farting and pooping when I won. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it... It was a great victory. We we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Did, uh, did you go into this year expecting to run for office? No, I didn't because typically I had um, always been resistant to getting involved in student politics because like my studies were my first priority, and it was really like oh, like I was running for academic board as like a meme for a bit. I think yeah. just to annoy Ian. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Ian. If, like, and do you think did, yeah. like, did, did bullying Ian help or um, wait to get elected to the Senate? Yeah. I just want to clarify that I never bullied Ian. I never bullied anyone. <laughs> I, uh, I called... Isolated instance of harassment. Yeah, it wasn't even harassment. Um, <laughs> Ian actually said he really enjoyed the joke as well. And he was okay. really he was really in on it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I've never bullied anyone. I'm actually a really good person. And Ian was always in on the joke. <laughs> and his mum said that he found it really funny. And he, yeah. That's good. And his mum... So, his mum's not mad at me either. That's good. Yeah. And so, like, the typical Senate race is usually just, like, hacks messaging, like, not even just their mates, but just everybody that they... Like, yeah. ...could conceivably be related or interested or not even interested. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like... Uh, and then maybe, like, a bunch of normies pick up, like, 50 votes each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that, like, your race... Tell us what you did. Uh, uh, I just, like, thought, what is the shittiest, dumbest way to, like, run a campaign? And then just do that. And then yeah. it worked for some reason. So, like, I had no campaign behind me. Um, it was just literally, like, me and Dylan. Like, just fucking... We made, like, a fake bikey supporter page. <laughs> where, like, Dylan would run it and it'd pretend to be, like, a bikey that supported. <laughs> that was pretty epic. And, like... Like, I just, like, said, like, the opposite of, like, what you're supposed to say if you're running for student office and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just, like, posted wild things. Um, posted, like, naked bodies, naked photos of my upper body. <laughs> like, I don't even have a good upper body, but I just... <laughs> I just thought it would be funny if yeah. I... But that was, yeah. yeah, it was, like, really helped everyone, like, just... Yeah, it was mentally. about... It was about um, body positivity, so... Yeah. I thought that... If so, I said this to Anthony the RO. Yeah. Um, if I was able to post naked photos on my Senate page, then a lot of people that see it would be like, "Oh, Drew, like he's really like hot and smart and cool, and he has a really bad body. So like that's fine if I have a bad body." And um, so it would have um, increased yeah. body positivity on campus, and actually it probably would have um, lowered the male suicide rate. Yeah, almost. because yeah. because body um, 
problems with body positivity are big that's a big problem for young men yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize that but um yeah the whole idea that you have to have a eight pack of abs and a chiseled um chiseled yeah. f- chiseled forearms um, you don't need that yeah. you can just be fucking um you can have a massive dad bod like drew and then you'd you're still fine yeah i remember being yeah. like four years old and fucking hating my body and then like i saw yeah. john howard on television yeah, yeah. Like, he was the prime minister yeah of course and, like, was not very great <laughs> of course yeah. i um that really helped my self-esteem of course i still struggle with self-esteem about my body mm. but but it's about um transcending that just showing off hey everyone i've got a small penis yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah and like you can be proud of it yeah of course yeah like um maybe below average like yeah there's nothing wrong with having a below average penis yeah and having a below average body there's yeah. nothing wrong with it yeah i won 2000 votes and i've got a below average penis size yeah. here here <laughs> do, do you think the way that the senate races have run has changed now um forever or is this a, a, a drew specific phenomenon i don't know i'm not sure like well we all know zach thomas is balding a little bit yeah. his hair's strewn across the uq union complex like we, i'm not sure if his if a kissing booth would have worked for zach right it might just be um something specific to drew yeah um we don't know if like zach would have the same capacity to um run a kissing booth and obtain as many kisses as i got yeah um Ian might be able to. Um, I reckon TD could. He's pretty hot. He's got like a nice... I like his hair. Yeah. I like TD's hair. Yeah, I could get lost in TD's hair. Yeah, and TD has really nice eyes too. I reckon Tennessee could definitely run a kissing booth. Yeah. Um, But more like the boring hacks that like... So just Ian or something. Sorry, Ian, but it's just true. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, oh, wait, no, okay. Ian could run a kissing booth. I'll say, I'll accept that. Tom Landy. Yeah, okay. Like, for example, if Tom Landy wanted to run a kissing booth... Yes, Landy's thick. And yeah, he, he, he's got a barrel chest. Yeah. That's attractive. I don't know if he could run a kissing booth, though. Yeah. So... He does have an ordinary rig. He has a good rig. I'd say it's ordinary. I'd say... I reckon Landy has a good rig. Like, he's kind of got, like, a really... Like, a barrel chest. Yeah. Like, you know, um... Like, in the cartoons? Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. of, like, like, American... Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Like, he's literally yeah, got yeah. Johnny Bravo's body. And that's hot. Yeah. Like, so, I reckon... Like, Landy, while he's hot, I'm not sure if he's got the um, charisma to run a kissing booth, yeah. you know? Ethan Van Roo, kissing booth. Ah, oh, fuck. Ethan, a kissing booth. <sighs> fuck. I'm not sure if Ethan could run a kissing booth. Fuck. Like, yes, he's attractive. And yes, he's got, like... He's got really nice eyes, but I don't know if he could run a kissing booth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, um... I think if hacks were smart, they would try and copy my campaign. Yeah. But also at the same time, I think they still think that um, the usual rule book where you're saying, um, "Hello, I am X um, Puppy's Pancakes." Me, me, you, representative student, um, vote for me for my resume. I don't think I think they still think that works. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, <sighs> yeah, I, I think they need to be taught. I think. Yeah, well, I literally, I've got an open offer to the Labour ticket next year. Like, put me on the fucking presidential, uh, <laughs> presidential spot. I could fucking win it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think like they think like, oh, Drew, he's like too much of a liability. He's a bit much for the club. Yeah, he's a bit too much for. I'm not too much. I'm not a liability. I, I'm like a positive to have on your campaign. Yeah. Like, I won two thousand votes for the Senate. 
That was more than fucking the reals total in the student election this year. So, like, fucking someone put me on your presidential ticket next year. Or I'll run my own. Like, I, I literally might just run, like, Drew Pavlou team and just, like, cra- yeah, and just, like, crash Shoehole to the ground. Yeah. Here, here. Here, here. Um, tell me about the WeChat campaign, because that was the other <sighs> competing... Uh, that was really epic. For, yeah. Yeah, that was really epic. So, um, Miss Gabrielle Starr. Yeah. Um, she's a big fan of kebabs, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, many people are saying she's a big fan of Kebabs. Yeah, and many people also say she's a very good friend of um, many people in the university administration. Yeah, I've heard that. Many people are saying it. They I'm not saying kebabs it. All yeah, they all, they all go to Dino's Kebabs or whatever. Uh, Gabrielle decided um, that a surrogate of... Uh, Gabrielle decided it would be good a good idea to run a WeChat campaign uh, saying Drew Pavlou's an anti-Chinese separatist, which, yeah. by the way, is a fucking capital offense in China. I could fucking be executed for that uh, yeah. for that accusation. Yeah. Um, she thought it was a good idea to run... Well, somebody working on her campaign thought. Yeah, someone on her campaign thought, oh, we should label Drew Pavlou a separatist, mm. which is really good because it's a capital offense in China. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and it definitely didn't threaten my safety. Like, for yeah, example, yeah. like when I was campaigning down at UQ Lakeslands, if some random like guy came up to me and like grabbed me and was just like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely did not like, lead to any real world um, yeah, threats yeah. to my safety, which like, is- You can't draw a line. Yeah, so I'm really- yeah. yeah, so I'm really glad that um, Gabrielle decided to say, yeah, yeah Drew's a separatist. Um, so there was a big post on Chinese social media saying like, uh, Drew, big, bad, meanie, poo-poo head, separatist, um, kill him, he's shit, etc. Um Gabrielle could just easily have put out a statement saying, oh, I disavowed the stuff saying Drew's a separatist, given it's a fucking capital offense in China. Yeah. Uh, sadly, she did not do that. <laughs> we don't really know why. Um, <laughs> um, so, I guess she just thought like... Maybe she just didn't know. She yeah, had, maybe she... She had no idea that like um, somebody was... Yeah. Rounding up 1,000 votes. Yeah, especially considering I tagged her multiple times on social media and just said, um, Gabby, can you please fucking explain why people are calling me a separatist and those people are from your campaign yeah. and saying, vote for you to stop Drew Pavlou's Hong Kong activism. Yeah, like maybe her Facebook was just broken. Yeah, I think she... Well, actually, what I investigated, so... I made a post about this. Yeah. She was actually... Um, she had actually taken up residence in... Um, I believe the monastery is called... We discovered during the campaign that... Gabby had actually taken up residency in the Paratakstang Monastery, which is nestled deep within the upper Paro Valley of the Bhutanese Himalayas. And she'd actually taken a vow of science so as to achieve the fourth jhana, um, a state of equanimity and mindfulness in which one's whole body radiates a pure, bright awareness. Um, So, understandably, she was not able to respond to um, my request, um, asking, hey, Gabby, why are you encouraging people to fucking murder me? (laughs) For my fucking political views. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad she found, like, the runner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, good for her. It's really good that she reached the fourth state of, of Jhana. <laughs> she, like, transcended up to the immortal. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. But, unfortunately, her WeChat campaign did not work because yeah. while she got 940 votes from people that, like, thought, oh, vote for Gabby so Drew can get murdered by, like, CCP thugs or whatever. While people did that... I got actually a bit more votes. Yeah, I think um, I think I maybe got two hundred and sixty more votes than Gabby. So yeah. Um, so she won nine hundred. So oh well. After preferences. Oh well, after preferences. Unfortunately, I won. I got five hundred more votes than Gabby, so it didn't really work out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one of those things. Because like. Yeah, just one of those things. Because normally, what happens in elections is the person with the most votes wins. Yeah. And I got the most votes, and I got way more votes than fucking Gabby. Yeah. So, God forbid I won. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. 
Okay, so obviously, like, this is all, uh, you know, tracing back. Like, you, can, you can all trace this back to, like, yeah. fucking market day, right? Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, your, your so-called anti-Chinese activism <laughs> begins. It's not anti-Chinese activism. I just want to make that clear because I think Chinese Australian students add so much to this campus and add so much to our culture. Yeah. It's not about... Um, being anti-China, we're literally just critical of the Chinese Communist Party, which sure. is the governing yeah. dictatorship of China that doesn't necessarily represent the Chinese people in any way. Yeah. Anti-CCP. Here, yeah. here. Yes, here, here. Um, so, yeah, so we can we can draw a line back to this anti-CCP stuff. Yeah. Uh, how did we get from Market Day to here? Yeah, it's a big surprise, to be honest. Like, so the Market Day stuff, I really had, like, no idea it'd blow up in that way at all, to be honest. Yeah. Like... I think I remember on the day of the event, Rowan, yeah. like, I came to you, like, 30 minutes after the event was supposed to start. I was like, we're going to get a fucking loudspeaker because <laughs> it was really poorly organized. Yeah. It was my first ever protest. And we only had, like, 30 people. And, like, at about the time we were, we were attacked, like, it was literally about to end. Like, everyone was fucking, like, getting pissed off and just bored and, like, we're leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we started with 30 people and then by the time... We were attacked. We had like 15 people because I guess people just got bored and walked away. Yeah. So it was literally towards the end of it. And then just like for whatever reason, like the pro-national side thought it was a good idea to just attack us on video, which was an awesome thing. Yeah. yeah really smart. Cool. Yeah. It was really politically sophisticated like, move, yeah. move. Yeah. It's like um, they're basically just no politics very well. Yeah. Yeah. But, because normally what happens is if you physically assault someone for their political views yeah. um like they get silenced yeah and then um and then your side wins yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and everybody just like instantly agrees with you, when you punch yeah them. of course yeah. yeah um unfortunately for them um like attacking me like and sending me death threats <laughs> had the opposite of me like quieting down because like i'm a type of person where like someone says like stop drew and i'm like I just fucking double down. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I've always found that ironic that people used to tell me like, bro, you got to stop Drew. Like <laughs> tell him that like, you know, if he keeps going, he's going to be like fucking, he's never going to get a job. And then like, hey, <laughs> first of all, even if I did that, I'm sure I could not stop you. But B, you're now in the most employable position of any student ever. I don't know. Actually, like, I'm not- Like as a senator, right? Like you I don't just know. stole <laughs> the biggest resume staffing position ever. I don't know, to be honest, because like, I think like I- Definitely couldn't get, like, a job in government or, like, most companies because of, like, all the anti-CCP stuff. Because, like, it's fucking toxic, I guess. Yeah. If you do any business or whatever <laughs> with China. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, people, people think, like, oh, I'll just tell Drew to stop. That normally has the opposite effect. Yeah. So, um, I was, when I was attacked and, um, like, when I was assaulted and had all these death threats coming, I was like, hmm, I, I had two options. Hmm, should I stop? Or should I just tell all the fucking media and just make this the biggest shit ever? And I chose the latter option. And, like, unfortunately for, the, like, the CCP cunts, like, <laughs> like that's been really bad for them because it, it's horrible for their reputation. Yeah. It's really... I don't think it's good public um, relations to have... Um, just like fervent nationalists just assaulting Australian domestic citizens um, for their political speech. Yeah, so... I think we won the PR battle, which was good. Um, but yes, I, I'm told to stop often, but like, so it's, it's Jocker politics. <laughs> like the Jocker has literally influenced my political beliefs. So like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got to introduce a little bit of chaos. 
then everyone loses their minds. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the, what's the quote, sir? Um, how he's like, I'm like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> I'd never know what I'd do if I caught it. <laughs> like that's me, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's literally just like, like I don't know. Over the last six months, I've just like grown a new appreciation for chaos. Mm. And like people are like, oh, Drew, you won't get a job. Oh, Drew, um, think about how this looks for you. <laughs> it, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's chaos, sir. Chaos is good. You got to introduce a bit of it. <laughs> because um, we we're sick of the of Gotham's establishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you're you're. You end up with 2,000 votes on Senate. Um, yes. In council, you, for the recent union union election, you end up with just over 200. What, what was the difference between the two? <laughs> well, for council, I didn't fucking run at all. <laughs> so, I guess, like, didn't make a single Facebook post. I think, I've, I think like, Tinks, like, got me to, like, hand out flies for, like, two hours one day. Yeah. And then he wanted me to, like, take the flies home, and I just left the flies there. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tinks, but I fucking couldn't be bothered. Like... <laughs> I didn't really want to campaign for union. I was really tired after the Senate stuff because, like, I, I tried really hard during the Senate campaign. Yeah. So, I didn't have any more campaigning left in me. So, I just was like, I hope the fact that I've got name rec- recognition and that, like, luckily we're just first on the ballot. Like, I hope we, we attract enough donkey votes that I get in. Yeah. And um, God bless it, it happened, which is good. Yeah. Like, getting elected with zero campaigning, it's, it's a good... It's, it's epic, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are you planning to do next year? Uh, on the Senate? On the Senate, yeah. On the Senate. Well, I've got a number of priorities. <laughs> so, a lot of people think, like, it's just a meme. But I've got, like, a number of priorities. I want to... Um, I'm, I'm a vote to terminate the Confucius Institute Agreement at UQ. That's up for renegotiation. I think it needs to be cancelled. Um, I'm a vote to sack Peter Hoy. Because I think, like, at this point... His position as vice chancellor is untenable after he lied to Four Corners about um, about his knowledge of CCP influences on campus. Do you think that's going to work, given that he's like resigning anyway in, in six months? I would like to get him sacked before he resigns, just for the principle of it. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm a vote to lower the VC's salary. The current salary is just insane, 1.4 million or whatever. It's higher than like the pre- the president of Harvard receives. Yeah. Um, I think it should just be slashed. So I'm a vote for that. Um, I'm going to be fighting for fossil fuel divestment. So the university, the university's portfolio, only 3% of it is tied up in fossil fuel companies. So it could very easily divest without causing financial damage to the university. And despite that, it refuses to do so because it doesn't want to be seen as taking a political stance. But I think for these types of issues where we're literally facing down climate catastrophe, you must take a political stance. So I'm a, I'm a vote for fossil fuel divestment and I'm going to be fighting for that on the Senate. And I'm also wanting to fight um, to end the casualization of academics. Um, I want to fight sexual assault on campus. So I think there might be scope for um, introducing, say, a lawyer um, that's a specialist in sexual assault cases, um, introducing such a lawyer like under the, under the remit of the university union. So it's at arm's length from the university and that can be, I guess... It's, it's definitely not a silver bullet because there will always be people that, um, for a number of important reasons, can't um, go through the legal channels. Yeah. But it, I think it would be um, 
pretty simple thing that we can afford to do as a university that might just help increase the rate of reporting even if slightly i think it's it's it'd be worth doing mm. um what else is there i also want to reevaluate the university's ties with like um say dow uh, american arms manufacturing companies i think just in general there's a big problem with like the university not considering the ethical implications of its investments and its ties with like foreign companies and and organizations like and i think it's a matter of complicity do we want our university to be complicit in say like american arms manufacturers like producing weapons for the saudis to kill your many children with mm. do we want our university to be complicit with um ties to a government that is currently persecuting like muslims for their cultural religious and ethnic identity and is arguably pursuing genocide against them mm. trying to annihilate their like group off the face of the earth do we want our university to be complicit in these like modern day like humanitarian catastrophes i don't want our university to be complicit in it because i think otherwise it's it's all on our conscience it's it's not enough to say oh like it's in the too hard basket or or i didn't know that's always going to be on the university's um hands like the blood of like say yemeni kids or like Uyghur muslims the, that blood is on the university's hands if it if the university decides to like be buddy buddy friendship with like lockheed martin or like the chinese communist party like i think possibly we need to like have a new ethics board that can reevaluate university ties with foreign governments and especially foreign autoc- autocratic governments. Um, I think, and also to reevaluate like who UQ takes funds from. UQ takes like, UQ's taken t- like 15 million or something like that, might be more from Andrew and Liveris. The UQ alumni that was the head of Dow Chemical and is now on like the board of like the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. And like, so UQ is naming a a building after someone who manages like the Saudi government's like hoard of wealth yeah. while the Saudi government literally massacres like busloads of school children in Yemen. It's, yeah. it's just sick. I don't want our university to be complicit in these sorts of like horrible ethical activities. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all my priorities on the Senate. And I know I'm just one person and the university's like stacked the board with like all like old white males who like uh, in the liberal party and it's a couple of white women as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> intersectional imperialism, feminism. Yeah. yeah. Um, like obviously like the board's so stacked in, f- in favor of like pro corporate, like pro slaughter your many children types. Yeah. So we'll see what I'll be able to do, but I'm going to be, there to keep the buses honest i'm going to fucking call them out every single meeting i'm going to ask peter hoy directly are you aware that andrew and liveris is on the board of the saudi arabian wealth fund while saudi arabia literally fucking massacres yemeni children like i'm going to be asking those questions on the senate yeah do you think that the media hype will die down during your term in office uh uh i hope not because um (laughs) i have um, a bottomless need for attention i don't know i I want to continue drawing attention to the university's like unethical links to these organizations and states. And I want to continue drawing attention to these causes I'm passionate about. Like the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims, that should be on our mind all the time. Mm. It's happening under our watch. The world has promised never again. Every, how many times can we break that promise, you know? Yeah. It's it's happening under our watch. One day our grandchildren will ask, "What? Where were you when the Uyghur Muslims were being like 
slaughtered by the Chinese state. And I, I won't be able to look my grandchildren in the eye and say, I did nothing. So I want to continue like speaking up about these issues. I'm never going to be silent about it. Yeah. Because I just feel I can't be like, I feel that if I'm not speaking out constantly about these issues, then I'm complicit in it and it's on my conscience too. Yeah. And I can't live with myself if that's if that's the case. Right. So what happens when they, you know, hypothetically, there comes a time that Channel Seven isn't isn't turning up to UQ? <laughs> well, um, I'm still going to continue to fight on the Senate. Yeah. And I'm going to make everything public. The University Senate says tries to put you in a sen- in a straitjacket, saying like, "Oh, it's University confidential business. You can't you can't release this." No, I'm going to be live blogging everything the University Senate is doing every time they stonewall on. A progressive initiative every time they say oh thanks for bringing out the Yemeni slaughter the slaughter of Yemeni kids but um we're a bit too busy today because we have to be talking about um knocking down the Chanel theater every time they try and stonewall and use bureaucratic legalese to get out of like these these horrible criticism I'm going to be live tweeting them I'm a very fucking public person I think unless it's like literally illegal to do oh yeah if it well, fucking sue me. Like, what are they going to do? I mean, like, they can kick you off Senate if it's, like, financial, right? Like, I fucking dare them to kick me off Senate. <laughs> <laughs> if, if something's in the public interest and it's and it's really important to let people know, like, a corrupt activity is happening at the university, I don't give a fuck, mm. like, what they, what they say to me. I dare them to do anything. What will they do to me? Kick me off the Senate. Good luck. They'll fucking need dynamite to get me out of the Senate, mate. They literally will need to fucking blast me out with dynamite because I will cause the biggest fucking stink in history if they try and get me off the Senate for exposing their corruption. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> here is spelled H-E-R-E. <laughs> As in, here it is, here it is. Here it is, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe just like for your own good, like... <laughs> just... <laughs> like pedal as far as you need to to not make this interview the one that like gets you kicked off the Senate. Well, I'm not going to be breaking the law. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, 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 um, I consider like the role of the whistleblower a really important position. Mm. If there is something going on that's very fishy that the public has to know about. Yeah. And the university is like, oh no, it's in your contract. You can't say it's confidential. Like, okay, fucking, I fucking dare you to take action against me when I tell everyone about your corruption. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. Um, <laughs> do you buy into like the whole story like well people will say that like the the university of queensland is 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 itself just such an important part of the entire economy of queensland and that like there comes a time where you need to sort of be a bit loyal to it i am loyal to the university of queensland i love the university of queensland with all my heart mm. that's why i want to be on the senate that's why i want to clean up the corruption at uq i wouldn't give a shit about uq like being complicit in just like bombing your many school buses i wouldn't give a shit about that oh well i would i would but like you, you know what i mean like yeah. like it's a priority for me because i love uq yeah if oh fuck that makes me sound so bad of course i would care if uq was like killing your many school kids and i didn't go to uq i would still care about that because it's an important public australian institution but i do have a i do have a special love for uq because it's it's where i've been the last three years i made so many friends it's been such like a big part in the formation of my identity it's a big part of my life so i do really care if my university 
is like engaged in these practices. Yeah. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, like, uh, because like, yeah. for example, like UT, UTS in like Sydney or whatever. Yeah. Like they probably have shitty connections with like, yes. like bad organizations yeah. as well. But yeah. like, I don't go to UTS. I have no connection to UTS. I love UQ. I've been here for three years. I'm probably going to be here for many more years because there's nothing wrong with being here for seven. Here, here, yeah, of course. Like, and one day, um, I'd like to be professor at UQ. Yeah. Although that's never going to fucking happen after everything I've done in the past year. But like, like I, I would like to spend a lot of my life being connected to UQ. It's an important place for me. I love it a lot. I'm loyal to UQ as an institution. Part of that loyalty means facing up to corruption terrible things that are happening right beneath our noses like like part of being a true supporter of uq is like being willing to call out terrible activities that are being like conducted by the administration say hey this is not on i'm a student here i love uq i don't want this to happen under my name Mm. i think that's it's pretty reasonable i i'm not here to destroy uq i love uq yeah i i'm very mad at the people that run it yeah and I don't necessarily care if I like stuff up their careers and whatnot and make things a little bit difficult for them on the Senate. I love UQ. I'm not going to be working to destroy UQ. Like that's out of the question. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I love UQ. I just want UQ to be better because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, final question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Sham Saf subcommittee? <sighs> the Sham Saf sub the Sham Saf subcommittee is very sick. It's um. It's a, it's a disgrace, really. So the university has stolen student student money, acted illegal under federal law, acted illegally under federal law to steal student money, and then just renovate university buildings or whatever, rather than just using their own pot of money, which they're legally supposed to be doing. Under Australian federal law, like SAF is student money, the university cannot use it for. Um, university purposes so in my view UQ's broken Australian federal law here in a very corrupt way when I'm on the senate I'm going to be asking Peter Hoy the academic registrar uh, Joanne Wright she might be there who knows just a number of university administration officials how will you be responding to the fact that your organisation has breached Australian federal law by stealing student money and they can try um, blow me off or whatever, just saying like, thank you for submitting your question, Drew. Um, it needs to be in writing, so please submit it for next month. Like, fuck off. I'm going to be asking you the question and you fucking better answer because if you stonewall, I will fucking cause a fucking ruckus, you know? <laughs> here, here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Drew Pablo, thanks for your time. Thank you, Rowan. I hope um, nothing in this univ- in this podcast interview is used um, against me legally. Yeah. I would like to... Um, disavow everything I just said in the yeah. recent interview um, for legal purposes. Just like a disclaimer. Yeah. Like um, this, entire, <laughs> this entire interview is for entertainment purposes only. Um, disclaimer, I can't be sued for defamation or um, any other <laughs> any other um, principles under the civil law for anything I said in this interview. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> here, here. All right. Thank you, Drew. Um, good luck on losing your virginity. <laughs> <laughs>
So welcome back. You're back with the team. Um, guys, we've just heard from Drew his, uh, all of his uh, wonderful opinions on how the world works and how <laughs> Senate will work with him on it. Uh, I guess the question that needs to be asked here is, you know, he's done such a wonderful job of uh, completely this, shaking, up, yeah. Yeah, shaking up how elections work. Do you think that the hacks should attempt to copy Drew? Um, well, so I think before we dive into that, we should maybe talk quickly about what he actually did. Oh, right. right. Yeah. 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 Um, so in terms of his uh, ele- election campaign? Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think he touched on it there. Like he ran the, the meme campaign that was like, yeah. whatever the hacks would do, he would not do that. Yeah. Um, and do yeah. the opposite. Basically. Just like the most outrageous yeah. things possible. Yeah. 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 Um, which memes do you remember the best? Oh, the, well, the, the what? body positivity. Oh, the, body posi- yes. the, bo- the body positivity. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really nice. Like, that was really good of him. It <laughs> yeah, was quite yeah. inspiring to uh, see that he was willing to put himself out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single-handedly reduced male suicides. Yeah. yeah. It was a shame population. that um, Facebook won't actually let you post pictures of a penis size. Uh, I'm fine with that. Because, I, like, I am totally okay with this. Yeah. He <laughs> could have taken his cause really to the next level. Um, yeah. I can see why, like, you know, women would not want that. But, like, for men, like... Like, what's the cost? I can't even talk ironically about <laughs> wanting to see penises on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, but thinking about the human cost, right? Yeah, like, How many lives will be lost it does from come guys at, who are not yeah. able to accept their own bodies? It does come at the cost of men not realizing that, like, you know, three or four inches is average. Yeah. And how and true see, this is. Yeah. <laughs> you see, Drew was willing. If Drew was willing, uh, maybe he should have been able to do it. Maybe yeah. he just had the wrong platform. Yeah, I think that's very true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we if we all use WeChat instead, and you were sending private messages. Yeah. Uh, or arguably, maybe it's an argument that like all election campaigns should be done on either Tinder or Grindr, true. like assorted dating apps. True. We had uh, a bit of intel from um, somebody who works in the union that... Uh, well, no, like Drew has been pretty active on Tinder uh, and has been matching up with uh, a number of people that are related to the university. Yeah, so like sense. the children of staff members. Children of staff members. I say members. children, like obviously they're 20-something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Drew's out there like dating 12-year-olds. That is definitely not the case. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Categorically retract yes. this yeah. statement. So, like, so given all this, given that uh, not only that it got him on Senate, but it also got him like a number of matches on Tinder, do you think that that hacks should be attempting to copy Drew? Yes. Why? <laughs> I, uh, you know. Well, I mean, unironically, we've we've talked about this for ages. They kind of all run the same campaigns in the end. Mm. Like that's true. Yeah. Yeah. My I, team good. Yeah. yeah, I think like everyone's kind of, they kind of believe that there's only really one way to win elections now. Yeah. And as a result, almost every party just aims for that same stereotypical, mm, yeah. as Drew said, like, oh, puppies and pancakes and like, yeah. I'm yeah. smiling and... Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of uh, the a lot of the, the hacks that are backed by political parties don't see this as their final election. Like this is yeah. this is probably the first one that they take, and then in five years' time they're going to be pre-selected. Well, maybe 10, 20 years' time, yeah, they'll be pre-selected for for some other position, and like yeah. you know, they've got a number of boards that they want to be on in, in the meantime. And so it's like, can you effectively? Uh, can you sustainably run that campaign um, and, and, and go on to have the career that you want to have? And I think that Drew is like 
Drew sees this as an end in itself, whereas yeah. a lot of other party politicians will see it as a means to an end. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that is probably why they won't copy exactly what he does, no. given that it is no. it is very likely to be like a crash. It would be interesting to see an Australian federal politician running a campaign like Drew's. Yes. <laughs> so I think the, like, the way that Drew specifically ran it hmm. may not be sustainable in the long term. Yeah. Though I think that like the general concept of having like a big outlandish social media presence hmm. uh, is actually a sustainable long-term like political strategy for someone who wants to be elected. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think that like the fu- like the first person or like the next person to figure out how to do it in a more mainstream context yeah. will be thoroughly rewarded. Well, I mean, Drew's held a pretty a, a pretty um, substantial social media presence for months already. Like, I yeah. think people kind of knew about him before mm. the Hong Kong protest. Not yeah. as much, but it like yeah. you know they were still aware. Yeah. Of him. Let's also not forget that the current president elect Ethan Van Roo did have a relatively meme social media presence uh, for talking about who in the law library the year before <laughs> and, he was elected. And not more students in the law library. Yeah, general. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I yep. think the question there, though, is, like, how much is that actually, you know, because yeah. of Ethan and how much was it because, like, Real spent a lot of money on election? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> because, because, yeah, so I think... Yeah. And I think also there's this... I, I think that the fact that the student polit- political elections are not online means that it's more difficult to convert that meme vote into a yeah. a, a ballot box. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I think the student political elections are maybe too big hmm. that, like, realistically, it's the machine that wins and not yeah. necessarily individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe if you're talking about whether you could, like, Rel- like get pre-selected yeah. for a larger political ticket. Mm. I think having a large social media presence like that yeah. uh, would be pretty helpful. That's true. Uh, yeah. And then maybe you could go on to like make it even bigger and bigger throughout the actual campaign. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the the key thing to keep in mind though is that like a really good social media campaign can lose to a, a ground campaign if it's a, a an offline. Uh, but simply because like it is easy mm. to just send people the link if your entire communication with them is is off is on yeah yeah, yeah it's exactly. true yeah. yeah like like if he, if he had been running a similar campaign for um, union elections for example like yeah. would it have even had the same effect yeah I think it would have it probably would have had a small effect it might have sent people mm. over to go vote but I don't think it would have been significant yeah. Yeah, and also let's not forget that Team Rocket has effectively run the same campaign. I mean, yeah, in real life, yeah, that's yeah. always just cringe, right? Yeah, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a bit cringe. Yeah, for sure. You, you can appreciate it with when you're friends with the person who runs it, but yeah. from an outsider looking in, yeah. it's probably less. Well, I have plenty of friends. I'd be like, hey, like you know, there's a party called Team Rocket, and they'd be like. What? I'm yeah. going to vote yeah. for them. Yeah. But, it, like, yeah. even as somebody that was, like, was the president of yeah. Team yeah. Rocket, it was just, like, it, it does come off a bit cringe when it's, like, yeah. in real life rather than on the uh, stuff. Look, I think yeah. what Drew has done is also very cringe. Mm. I think that there's oh, just a certain point that yeah. you just have to play into it. Like, yeah. Yeah. something that you would get online is how everyone could really jump on uh, and feel much more confident as, like, randoms yeah. uh, to be part of the cringe machine. Where I yeah. feel like in real life that might not necessarily be as like obvious. Yeah, true. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, because when you comment, like when Drew comments a post on Sorga Space saying, like, "Oh, I'm going to vote for Drew," and then like a million other people who like have never met him probably say, "Like, I'm going to vote for Drew because he's the hottest candidate, or he has the best body." Yeah, right. 
Uh, that's stuff that, like, me, six hours later, can go on the same page and see, wow, there are, like, 20 people who are voting for Drew because of his, yeah. like, physique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. D- I mean, despite despite all that, I am glad he actually promoted good platforms, good policies. Anyway, and the, like yeah. like not not the. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean divestment, etc. Like he actually had yeah, legitimate stuff yeah, that he, he wants did. to push, <laughs> and it wasn't entirely a mean campaign. Yeah. It was like ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you think about it. There are successful social media campaigns and personalities. Like, I would say, like, in real politics, I'd say, like, Trump and, like, yep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are, like, all, like, doing larger social media campaigns, which are building a brand. And I think student politics would not be nearly as complex as that. Yeah. Uh, but that is something that someone should and could aim for. Can we compare this to Clive Palmer? Uh, Clive Palmer's campaign. It was... He has... Well, Drew won and Clive lost. Well, so, well, yes, but, but Clive like, attracted a massive amount of votes in the end. It's, like, quite large Yeah, compared to previous years anyway. I mean, it was mostly, yeah. like, a case of spending, but also True. I think he may have... Like, he, he, he ran a fairly, um, uh, like, a fairly large social media presence in the year in the year beforehand <laughs> that um <laughs> okay so if you're wondering why Maddie just like stopped and is now laughing uh I had previously right before this in- like this recording messaged Drew asking for some cover art and he just sent a picture of uh himself uh with a knife in his mouth yeah, like I don't know what he has on his. I can't. He's crouched yeah, in his, the original photo somewhere. He's crouched, he's crouched like, down in his backyard with uh, a good friend taking a photo of him, and then somebody else taking a photo of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perhaps Billy, his brother. Yeah. Let's. I I, I want the original photo though. Anyway, although <laughs> anyway, Maddie, anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Um, like like Clive Palmer had a fairly big social media presence beforehand that appealed a lot to young people. He made a lot of memes. Um, yeah, that's They true. were cringe once you started seeing through them. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think he may have attracted, you know, a sort of young voter base that, you know, may have, he may have actually gotten people to vote for him that would have otherwise just maybe donkey voted, yeah. for example. Exactly. And I think, especially when you're thinking about elections that are, like, optional. Yep. Right? Yep. So, I think having these kinds of things which really, like, get people more enthusiastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he kind of, he, I think, I reckon he appealed quite a lot to sort of the pe- people that are disgruntled with yes, party course. politics. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't compare Clyde Palmer and Drew ideologically, but um, it was sort of they were sort of similar in their campaigns, I guess, in sort of attracting people that would not otherwise would not have otherwise voted, perhaps. Mm. Okay, so um, I think the main reason why a lot of mainstream like candidates would not be able to do this in shoot poll is probably just they're not really willing to take that risk or don't have that charisma. Mm. I think it's just wow. reality. Bad for me while pre-selection. Like, <laughs> like, he did, like, go through, like, all the different candidates yeah. and talk about why they were not potentially yeah. going to get yeah. as many kisses in their kissing booth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think the other thing is that when you're... When you're... 
Yeah, I think the other thing is that like you're 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 playing with other people's money when you when you're uh, on yeah. a, when you're a major oh, on a major party. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of money going into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so, do we know how much Drew spent on his campaign? I think he like boosted a couple of posts, maybe like a hundred. Yeah, times. yeah. He would have. He would definitely. I was going to say zero dollars, but then I remembered that he actually does spend his own money to boost Facebook posts. And, and I guess so, like building the kissing booth itself. Yeah, would have not been free. That was probably like twenty bucks. <laughs> It was a couple of tables and some um, posters. Yeah. 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 But I do have to say, like, his persona on campus has actually become quite big. Yeah. Like, the people in my yeah. office... Oh, and outside are, yeah, campus, yeah. Are, like, talking, like, when I say, like, when I mention his name, I'm like, oh, you hear the Drew Pavlou one, the Senate election. And, like, a lot of people I would expect never to have any interest in these mm-hmm. kinds of things yeah. turn around and they're like, oh, really? <laughs> that happened? Wow, I can't believe it. After seeing all his memes on the internet, he actually won. Yeah. yeah. It's insane, yeah. Yeah. And but, like, but, I mean, people at Griffith and UT know him as well. Like, it's wild. Yeah. 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 And, like, even my younger brother's friends will, like, say, like, oh, like, I actually know no Drew Pavlou in real life. <laughs> he added me yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> I've met him quite a few times at, like, parties and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the other thing to note here is that he says that he outpolled real, but I'm pretty sure that's not actually the case. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So real's primary was 2034. Right. That's just like their, their first preferences. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's probably not the case that you actually outpolled them. I think 2000 was his final vote after I see, preferences were distributed. Yeah. Um, Who did he have preference? That's really close, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, well I mean, not if we're talking about preferences, actually. Oh, yeah, no, sure. Sure. It might be yeah. like a... I think he had like half of their vote on yeah. first preferences. Okay. Yeah. I mean, which is still impressive given it's one person. Yeah. But it's yeah. not going to topple the, the machine anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So what was our next question? Market day. Market day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, briefly explaining what happened on Market Day, basically Drew had, for a couple of weeks, been posting on Stalker Space uh, some stuff about uh, how the university was funded by blood money and that the Chinese Communist Party was yep. you know, behind all this. And yep. It's kind of what Drew does every so often. He chooses a topic and sort of shitposts about it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But this one actually manifested yes. in this real one. activism. Correct. So-called activism. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Drew... You know, stood in a walkway and sat in a walkway. Yeah, led a protest with, and, with with like ten other people. Ten of, yeah, about yeah. ten other people blocked up a whole bunch of traffic on Market Day. Yep, um, well, like by block, traffic. It yeah. was more just like a slight inconvenience. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it was it was not event, and he yeah. would say that himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, got punched in the head. Uh, a couple hundred. Yeah. People started turned up singing the Chinese national anthem with the boombox. With the boombox, uh, yeah, that yeah. was um, curious. Yeah, then anyway. a lot of people started shouting at each other. Yeah, um, some yep. more punches were thrown. Some more energy drinks were thrown everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. This is all for the benefit of the people who are <laughs> listening, listening to this five yeah. years from who, now. Who don't know what happened. Never heard anything about this. Yeah. Or maybe our, our, children, our, our yeah. children's children. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's 50 years later and yeah. the three of us all have Alzheimer's and are yeah. listening in a nursing home somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Time capsule. Fuck anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is all the combination of Drew being a, the kind of person that doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> yep. As, uh, as the title goes, he has a bottomless need for attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, from there he turns into a, a massive online sensation and and runs a pretty successful Senate campaign. Yep. Yeah, yeah, villain, villain, or um, you know, or or hero, depending on yeah. which, depending on whether you're pro or anti CCP. <laughs> and he's been like interviewed by many like news publications. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, can we name it? Like, who's who's interviewed? Channel Ten, Channel Nine, Channel Seven, pretty much. And then there was, I think, I think I also did a few interviews with him for that was like the South China Morning Post and New York Times. There, there was there was a lot. <laughs> there Damn. was a lot. Yeah, I, I, I got the message the other week actually from. Um, from I think someone from a Taiwanese news outlet um, asking for yeah, the, oh, the the um that that course that sort of came to light recently about um, oh the econ yeah the yeah, econ yeah. course yeah the, um, understanding China yeah. I think it was called yeah um, so it's it's ongoing yeah and it reached a lot of yeah. news outlets anyway yeah, yeah so pretty much every major news outlet yeah. except Triple J no they, no 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 they 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 played a lot of hack. In the end. Yeah, but not, not Drew, though. Uh, no, correct. <laughs> Interview some random you said person or something. Well, they they, they um, played some audio they had of me okay, um, yeah. after July 31st. Um, Which was the week after. Because yeah. someone said to Chibi, go, is this you? I'm like, yeah, it's me, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know what was happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Hack actually... Um, tanked the, the original interview that they did with him. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Because Drew was live streaming the whole thing. Yeah, well actually I was. Maddie was live streaming. I was actually live streaming the whole thing uh, because, to yeah. discussion space. And a whole um, bunch of people were laughing about it. Yeah, because so. I thought it was funny but did not consider the um, the optics. Wait, <laughs> so what were the bad optics to hack? So uh, Drew was talking about how his family was being like threatened. Yeah. And, and people were laughing in yep. the background of the video. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Hack got annoyed. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who leaked it to, to them though. But uh, oh, anyway. it wouldn't be leaked it to well, them if you were sorry. live streaming on a public discussion board. It's a it's a closed group though. That was okay. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was probably it was probably journalism students. Yeah. Who like interned at the ABC or something? I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like the the guy who was doing it is like a UQ alum. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the backstory to Mark Day and everything. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think we've effectively covered that. Yeah, I think we've yeah. covered <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the next thing is, uh, uh, what will Drew be doing now that he's in the Senate? Uh, what do we think of his plans? <laughs> so what's he said? Ending the casualization of academics ending sexual assault on campus by bringing in a new lawyer yeah fossil fuel divestment yeah, divestment yeah. Um, stopping arms manufacturing uh, yeah. he would ideally like to get Peter Hoy sacked before he resides in June yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and also notably cutting ties with Confucius yeah is probably the yeah the first the first policy he ran on yeah um yeah so what do we think so, successful like, not successful like will he be will successful? he be successful or not I question whether he will be to be honest I think they I think he has a reputation with the administration already that at this point they're probably just gonna sit it out for a year and not or actually two. do anything yeah or two whatever sorry two years yeah, yeah. and I don't know yeah like I could be wrong but I I'm yeah skeptical of whether they will actually listen 
or, or, you know, he actually might draw more media attention and actually put some pressure on them to do something. I think he may get kicked off Senate. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, but in which case, he would be a martyr. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, what means do they have to him off? I mean, he's, he's like, forced like, to break yeah, all the rules, basically. Sure. Yeah. And, like, those rules are, are legal rules, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but like, I'll yeah. be honest, though, like, sure, Drew is, like, standing up for these issues now, but is the reason why he was elected because of these issues or because of his campaign? And if the answer is because of these issues, will it not just be filled by someone with a similar agenda in the future? He won't be kicked off because of because of his issues. He uh, not be... kicked off, but like did he get elected because of the issues right. or the campaign? Well, I don't think that. Well, certainly the issues didn't stop him getting elected. No. Yeah, and the people who elected him elected him knowing that he would attempt to do these things, and yep. to some extent believed that he would do. Yeah. And it certainly outpulled a bunch of tired hacks who yeah. were like using a bunch of tired policies. Yes. Yeah. The Gabby stars. What policies did the others even have, to be honest? Um, I think one of them wanted Dirty to bring Dino's a, kebab. Yeah, one of them wanted to bring a kebab shop to campus. Um, Wait, was that real? <laughs> no. Uh, and then... Um, and Georgia ran a bunch of vanilla sort yeah, of policies. To usual hack. Yeah. stuff that as we I mean, the, discussed. Yeah, the trick is, I think the trick is that, like, the hacks realize that China is a thing that needs to be yeah. discussed as a yes. policy, yes. but they can't decide how to talk about it, yeah. basically. Um, we observed, observed that on Q&A when, um, you know, after it happened. Like, everyone, everyone dances around it, actually. Yeah. Except maybe... The foreign minister, yeah, who actually you know made a decent comment about it, but I haven't seen much from the Labour Party to be honest. Yeah, but anyway, it's, um, just, yeah, it's a hard. It's, it's it a is hard. For them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of have to tour around it a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. I think it's okay. So I think it's good that Drew has all these things that he like, he seems to care about, mm. uh, and that he's willing to stand up for them. Uh, regardless of how potentially like risky or damaging it can be. I actually think probably the best thing that Drew is going to the Senate with though is maybe like a like he seems like he wants to go there and disrupt things in the sense that he wants to like root out mm. corruption. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that would just that could just end up being really annoying because the Senate ends up just being a typical boring like board meeting where they just talk about like and no, like, budget reports and acquiring new real estate. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like, maybe, like, Drew... I, I just doubt that there's, like, really an avenue for change in that particular institution. Yeah. I Especially think, as an individual. Yeah. yeah. I think there is definitely a question of whether it will be more disruptive than productive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you raise a good point that it's, like, difficult to do anything there. But, I mean, if, if not there, then where? What other politics? No, I mean, like, at what other point in the UQ hierarchy can you actually change change things yeah, related true. to UQ? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, this year, Ramsey sort of was rejected at the lower levels and then sort of superseded. Yeah. Because the university can sort of and do that. It's hard not to 
lose hope after that happened to be honest it was yeah. literally rejected at all levels up until the senate no it was like it was oh, at, the, it was at the lowest level and then the three up after it they sort of I thought, I thought there was a couple levels that it was tanked at but never yeah, mind. No, yeah. so it was it was pretty close at academic board okay um, where if like seven people had changed yeah. their votes then it would have but anyway like the like high levels six, can just overturn like any anything anyway well not overturned but they can just kind of project Wait, the decision so, sorry can we just yeah. clarify so yeah. did academic board pass or refuse the Ramsey Centre academic board passed the Ramsey Centre right. but so so there was a board of studies like the House yes. Board of Studies and basically the story goes that the so the House Board of Studies repeatedly rejected it about yep. three times it went through yep. them and they rejected it yep. uh, and the Board of Studies is supposed to be able to the, the group that says like this is something that is valid that we agree to it's all of the house academics yeah. but like in the uh, board of studies if you're trying to add like a new degree or major yeah. or something or a new course that's where it goes through yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then from there it's supposed to go up to the curriculum and something it's the cap it's yeah right. um there's like a, another committee that looks at the curriculum and basically the executive dean of the faculty is supposed to take recommendations from the, the board boards of studies, studies and yeah. take them up to the curriculum authority. Yeah. Um, basically, let me just look up what the name is. Uh, oh, sorry. It's the, commi- the Committee for Academic Programs Policy. Um, okay. It's CAP. CAP. So... Um, Essentially, what happened was the Board of Studies rejected it three times. And from what I can tell, the executive dean took that as feedback, basically. In quotation marks for those yes. who don't have video. For, yeah, for, for air quotes. Like, <laughs> yeah. in air quotes. Yeah. Took that as feedback. Um, and then referred it up to the, the CAP, the Committee for Academic Programs Policy. So, in my opinion... If you're if you're taking something as feedback from a group that is very violently and, and actively against something, probably you ought to like go back to them and say, "Hey, like, just so I understand, probably you meant this as feedback, and the the recommendations that I'm going to make are in line with the feedback that you've given me, right?" Yeah. Uh, but no such communication was given as far as I as far as yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. Um, so it went from there up to CAP, and then CAP re- uh, approved it. It then, it went to, board, then it went to academic where board. Where it passed again. Where it was, yeah, passed pretty close. There was only about seven votes. Um, and then and then it goes to Senate and was And then it goes to Senate. Although technically academic board and Senate are separate entities. Yeah. Uh, like they're not, it's not like academic board sits under Senate. It's sort of equal to and separate from Senate. Yes. Um, and it's, but it's just rare for Senate to overturn anything that academic board does. Okay. Um, so basically they both approved it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, no, I, I just suspect I suspect he'll be more of a disruptor than uh, actually achieving like any meaningful change. Mm. I think yeah. he'll just cause a stink for two years. Yeah. Well, like, there's nothing wrong with like doing that because he does have ultimately like righteous goals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't anticipate that he will make it through the fir- the whole two yes. years, to be yes. honest. I think he might get kicked out in the meantime. I, I don't think that the question is whether Drew is a disruptor or a, or a productor. Yeah. It's more a question of whether the person who replaces Drew is disruptive or productive. <laughs> yeah, I see. Because if he sets like a precedent that yeah. you go to the Senate to like have these problems solved. Yeah. yeah. And like he said he'd cause a stink if he got kicked off, but like what actually comes as a result of making such stink. It's like, what will you achieve out of that? 
Yeah. Because the university has kicked you off anyway, so they have no interest in well, hearing I that. I think anymore. if there's like consistent media attention, the university might be le- like more hesitant. To I do guess, something well, like that. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it has any real ramifications for them, though. I don't know. I yeah, could be, I could be right. I don't yeah. think, like, reputationally, like, I don't think the university would be hurt too much for no. kicking Drew off. No, right? There could be. Like, I think I like marginally and maybe given that, like, for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's all in the context of this whole China yeah. situation. Yes. So if you... And, and the other thing is that Gabby, having been elected on the WeChat, or like, you know, would then be... If they did a countback, yes. then Gabby would go up. Uh, and given that Gabby had the whole WeChat thing, I think that would look really, really bad for the university. In that, like, but would they, people be able to connect the dots in the media oh, at large? Definitely. Okay. Drew would connect the dots for them. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, you're right. It would look like the university is trying to replace Drew with a pro-China yeah. candidate. Correct. True. Yeah. True, true. But like, even then, I'm like not entirely sure if that would be strong yeah. enough well, for the university to yeah. feel like is like, damaging to their reputation enough. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the kinds of things that are damaging to universities that vice chancellors get fired was when a previous one let their like daughter into medical school, right? Yeah. In which case, yeah. the implication there is that that means that there is a high level of corruption within the university bureaucracy and like acceptance into UQ was like based on your like personal connections and not based on merit. Yeah. Right? So like I do not see this anywhere close from a reputational perspective. Uh, as damaging to the university as yeah. that. Uh, I don't know. I think that, well, I mean, maybe not this in particular. Exactly. But when you put this in the context of everything that has come out about, like, Peter Hoy, for instance, yeah, I think that I, there is a lot of... I know, I think... There is a popular view, I think, that I think there's a there pop- is a level of corruption. I just do not believe that the public at large is as alarmed about this as they would be about, like... Like a non-academic, like a merit thing. I think they are. If really? It, like at the point at which the ABC is doing stories on, on like Four Corners, etc. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like Four Corners yeah. is is constantly doing stories about Chinese students, right? Yeah, that's and true. this is like a, a organization that's not known for right wing hysteria. Yeah, or racist hysteria. Yeah. Not the right wing and racist. I mean, they were kind of necessarily. Pre- they ended up kind of being precursory to the um, aged care royal commission, kind of. Yeah. Okay, four, oh, four corners is precursory yeah. to so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's very like in terms of investigative journalism. Yeah. I think there's few other news stations that seem to have as large impact on our political yeah. like discussion. So perhaps if Four Corners picked it up again, and decided to. Run a story. I mean, if, you, if you got this, I is even, all if he gets. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think like it happens if he gets fired. If he gets put off Senate, and Four Corners does a story about him. Yeah. I, like would they? Especially like no, he wouldn't do a story about him. But like in the wider context, they run another story about China, and he's interviewed. Which he was, I think. For he was interviewed. Yeah, 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 he was yeah, interviewed yeah. for this yeah. one. Yeah, 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 I think. Yeah, it's like if it triggers another story about China, like it wouldn't yeah. be focused on him. I mean, they've done stories on it before this recent bout as well. Like yep. they were doing stories on it two years ago. Yeah, right. Two or three years ago. Mm, curious. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Anyway, I do have to credit Drew for probably triggering the most recent bout of yeah. like questions about China. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like locally and perhaps even internationally. 
Nah, maybe that's. Oh no, no, it's not. It's. It, I don't think it's. Oh. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. I mean, like when you've got the New York Times. Um, yeah, because then one person reports about it, and then others like in Vancouver yeah. are protesting and yeah, yeah, like thinking about the same things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a far-reaching issue. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just like a general. I think maybe the bigger thing is actually like research collaborations. Yeah, whether we're and I mean Confucius classrooms exist like kind of all over the world. I think they were Confucius Confucius institutes were tanked from like a few uni, American universities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should wrap this up. This yeah. is way too yeah. long. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> wonderful. Um, any Ooh. final thoughts? No final thoughts. No, just. Yeah, where can where can people download us from? Many places now. I actually haven't checked <laughs> uh, very recently, but. I will know within the next 10 seconds. Spotify, are we on iTunes? Yeah. Quick shout out to Aaron Patrick, um, senior correspondent for the Australian Financial Review, who um, wrote a a piece, the first line of which was, even by the regular standards of modern campus activists, Drew Pavlo is particularly annoying. (laughs) 20-year-old firebrand and virgin. (laughs) 20-year-old firebrand and virgin. We haven't even been accepted into Apple Podcasts yet. (gasps) Those parts. If, uh, anyway. Listener, if you know anybody who works at Apple Podcasts, please uh, get in contact with them immediately uh, <laughs> and tell them to uh, to let us in. We are available on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Copy RSS. Nice. Oh, wait. Sorry. That- <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I got that last one. That's just the... Yeah. So, if you're listening on one platform and would prefer to be on any of the ones that uh, Googie just read out, did you say Spotify on there? Yeah, 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 cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, please um, do yourself a favor and get onto one of your preferred platforms. Also, tell all of your friends that have one of these preferred platforms this is the podcast that they need to listen to. Uh, Thanks for your time, everyone. Have a lovely week. Bye. Enjoy your exams. Yeah, enjoy your exams. (laughs)